You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul humor and unpopular opinions and is intended for immature audiences. Warning. No one should be listening to Thunder Talk. Thunder Talk. All right, Thunder Faithful, true Thunder Faithful. What you already know, what you should be eating and breathing right now is the Fall Horseman. 31 days of October, blasting on YouTube. If you're if you're watching our social medias, if you're watching our Facebook, you know that. And if you don't, you do now. And after this, you'll triple know it. What you might not know is the super group that is the Fall Horseman. Uh, an OG member, our very own Sexy Thor. The burrito eating, the hammer swinging, the, the, the tapping out but never falling out of fall. Well, you got that like two-thirds, right? Uh, well, I mean, you know, then you're, <laughs> that you're, you're, you're two-thirds welcome. Thunderverse, are you ready to ride through the pumpkin patch with the fall horsemen? And actually, it's not Sexy Thor that's a part of it. It's his 542nd <laughs> alter ego, the Asgardian Nightmare Spooky Thor. Spooky Thor. Woo! Spooky. Cats and witches and noises. And here we have with us our James and Jessica Moser. Say hello to the Thunderverse for the first time ever on this program. Hello, Thunderverse. Hello, Thunderverse. Thunderdome. Are we in Thunderdome? Is that a thing? Hey, we don't. We don't need another hero, bro. <laughs> we're not, okay, we're not, we're not we don't need another okay. way home. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Or the, <laughs> or Vinnie Mac suing us. Dude, I swear to God, I'll cut. I'll cut to. I'll cut to Tina Turner right now. If, 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 if you hate me like that. I don't know what the copyright issues are on uh, podcast. I know the copyright be damned. Yeah. I'll run this whole we show on the wall before I give give Tina. <laughs> Thank you guys for having us. We appreciate yeah. the opportunity. It's, it's oh good, hey it's yeah, you, you know we were talking. Yeah, I'm a little embarrassed. That we haven't had you on uh, in the last two years, uh, Adam. I think you should be uh, really embarrassed. Um, look, I mean, we've had Wheatley on like ever since fifteen ninety two. Yeah, it's hard to keep yeah. Wheatley away. I guess. Yeah, Wheatley loves a good podcast. But the timing now is very apropos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're dropping this. So, the Fall Horseman. Yes, you have uh, one of the hottest up-and-coming YouTube channels that's just burning up uh, the web right now. Did it begin as a media endeavor, or is the Fall Horseman something that uh, that goes before that? Uh, maybe even uh, beyond that. Well, we uh, we've always really been into Halloween and fall, haunted houses, horror movies, everything that is what the Fall Horseman is. We've always been into that. Right. And we talked a couple of years ago about maybe doing something, podcast, YouTube channel, something. Okay. We wanted to do something and get our creative outlets out. Right, um, right, right. I used to be a filmmaker. Jessica is an accountant. So we both have this like yearn and need to get our creativity out. Um, Absolutely. So what we were going to do was something. 
And eventually we just said, well, why don't we just start recording what we're doing already? The stuff that we already liked. Right. right. So we were, at one point we called ourselves the, the, the OHC, the original haunt crew. That was, <laughs> that's what we called ourselves. Nice. Um, and then, uh, eventually we just said, you know, that name's stupid. Uh, huh. so we, so we, uh, it's like, uh, like, you know, yeah, yeah. LA man. That's where the real gangs are. Orange County. Yeah. Pretty much. You know. <laughs> pretty much. So then we, uh, I came up with the name, the fall horseman after, you know, the four horsemen. That's right. Um, so we called ourselves that and then we just kind of kicked around ideas back and forth. Yeah. It's the fall horseman, which is yet to actually make an appearance on the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want to. Shock the season. Yeah, shock the season. Now, it, uh, now in terms of uh, waiting to appear on the YouTube channel, uh, you mean the actual like URL of Fall Horseman? We don't have a URL yet. We need right. 100 subscribers in order to have a URL. Yeah. So we are we're on our way, but we're not quite there yet. So okay. So once you hit 100 subscribers, you can throw out to the world, like internet wise, yes. the Fall Horseman. 100 subscribers, people. You can find us on YouTube by searching for the Fall Horse yeah, right now. Yeah, right now. You just, yeah. we don't have the URL. Yeah, it's not a, you can't just say youtube.com slash the Fall Horseman because we don't have that yet. Like right, we have that right. for all of our socials where we're the Fall Horseman on everything except Instagram, we're Fall Horseman. We couldn't get, the, we couldn't Fall get the Fall Horseman for some reason, but Got it. it doesn't exist, but we couldn't have it. We don't know why, but. Um, oh well, we'll 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 uh we'll, we'll call our lawyer. We'll, exactly, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll <laughs> have your lawyer call our uh, lawyer. We'll, we'll have a couple of our witches uh, start working up some stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and I think we yeah I think we can uh, make a good team and go out there and uh, yeah just crush corporate law. Exactly, and uh, yeah, this is just uh, the first of many pledge breaks we're taking uh, out there. Thunder Faithful, the Fall Horseman, plug that into YouTube. Um, so you became the Fall Horseman as really a group of, of friends and enthusiasts. You all had a, a common love of not just Halloween, but beyond that, the fall. Yes. And all that that means. I mean, Adam won't... Look, okay, I was about to say Adam won't shut up about his pumpkin spice. I'm not trying to diss Adam or pumpkin spice. Adam talks a lot about pumpkin spice. That, that I do talk a lot it. about pumpkin spice. I'm talking about it right now. <laughs> pumpkin spice is part of it. Definitely, definitely. Pumpkin spice is part of it. Now, like, Wheatley, who is a member of the Fall Horseman, does not drink right. coffee at yeah. all. Doesn't doesn't like pumpkin spice. Does Hates candy corn. Mm-hmm. Um, he's know, so, so, he's we, so straight edge. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but loves the other elements of fall. Yeah, but loves the other elements of fall. Right. We have uh, Nick Moser, our, our nephew, is a Fall right. Horseman, and he hates horror movies. He can't stand them. So we really just try to have everybody feel... Interesting. You know, included. We're, we're, we try to be as inclusive as possible. As of long course, as you guys are going to have excellent. fun and enjoy the fall, we're great with it. You love pumpkin spice? Eat it all. You want to wear your scarves? Wear them. If you want to, you know, go leafing? Go do it. If you like apple picking? Cool. If you want to just sit down and watch every single episode of, you know, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, we're down with that too, you know. If you want to just cool. hashtag sweater weather everything... Do it. We're about okay. it. Okay. And let the record reflect because this is an audio medium that while Dan was trying to low key diss pumpkin spice, but he's wearing the orangish shirt in the nine realms. Hey, man, Cle- Clemson women's women's basketball. Okay. You know, one of the things I have to say about uh, the, the, the Bozers, if somebody, you know, wanted to uh, 
to speak to uh, your your quality. You are uh, some of the most inclusive, enthusiastic, positive friends I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, you know, that's nice to know. Thank you for saying that. And it, it comes through uh, in your in your videos. I mean, certainly as a crew, y'all rolling around the the American Southeast if we're giving out locations, you know, and living that fall life. I mean, you guys throw the bombest uh, Halloween party in in the upstate, straight up. Just a very welcoming nature, and yeah, I think that's uh, very appropriate. Very appropriate for for right now. We, I we love it. That's what people need, man. It's big medicine. It's big medicine. The Fall Horseman is big medicine. Yeah. Well, I mean, we because we want we don't want to yuck your yum. We if you love the fall and you love any element of fall, like we want to like ride with you, and we want you to ride with us. My daddy says ESO Network is the best podcast network, but I don't know because I don't listen to my dad. Is that how that goes? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I don't even know what that means. I love it. The Hitchhiker's Guide to Podcasting has this to say about the weekly Earth Station One podcast. Mildly entertaining. Not nearly as exciting as the popping of bubble wrap, but slightly better than listening to Vogon Poetry be mildly entertained by Mike and Mike as they tackle an assortment of geeky topics each week. Check out the Earth Station One podcast and let your inner geek out to play. Did you ever wonder why there are 24-hour kid networks? In my book, The Best Saturdays of Our Lives, I write about how Saturday morning became a competitive business and the proving ground for what would become the 24-hour kid network. My book covers the Big Bang of the 1960s explosion of high ratings to the early digital age of Saturday morning's last hurrah, the 1990s. You can purchase my book by going to thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com and I will ship you a signed copy. Well, everybody, we got a we got all kinds of treats for you this evening. Uh, first off, real quick, of course, we have your friendly neighborhood JT Wheatley, History of Comic Books, hanging out with us tonight. How you doing? How you doing, Wheatley? Doing great, sir. How about you? Doing good, thanks. Uh, yeah, Wheatley and the Thunderbirds. The relationship is almost like Spider Man and the MCU. You know, uh, yeah. As long as we play nice, Wheatley will will grace us with his presence. Uh, and of course, we have what uh, what the 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 Keith Richards and Mick Jagger of the ESO Network, Mr. Mike Gordon and Mike Faber, in the house. How you guys doing? I don't want to know which one of us is Mick, which one's Keith. You know, we both look pretty ragged out, so it's okay. Audi, pleasure yeah. to be here. Thank you. Thank Who you. smokes uh, the he, most? He, he, the answer. If if you've ever seen Mike me dance, then you know Mike Faber is Mick Jagger. I mean, I- yeah. <laughs> I got the lips. I got the lips for it, so it's okay. Yeah. The two of you were just just knees deep in Dragon Con Goes Virtual. You're no stranger to panels. Mike, I know you did 15 panels in one capacity or another total. Uh, that would be Mr. Favor. Uh, Mr. Gordon, how many panels did you manage to, to hit? Uh, I think all told it came to seven. Uh, yeah, one live and the others were pre-recorded. Um, yeah, so not as uh, not as many as my colleague here, but uh, still kept me busy. 
I was actually a glutton for punishment. I actually did 16. I did seven of them live over the <laughs> Dragon Con weekend. And then uh, the other nine I did um, pre-record. So, but it was, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun and being able to, you know, see my friends in panels that I was doing it with doing some of my standard panels that I love doing every year for the podcast track. And then also doing stuff to help out Joe, help out Gary and, you know, Gary Mitchell also help out Kelly and, you know, just all the different track directors and everything. And I actually did one or two for new tracks that I've never done before. So it's pretty cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. We got uh, three shows right there in terms of unpacking all that. Uh, oh yeah. I know one of the panels you did, Mike favor was your introduction to podcasting. Yes. That's my, that's my traditional one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. Anybody, you get a chance to hit up uh, Mike Faber at a con and he's dropping the, the how to's of getting into the biz, or at least down to the business. You want to, you want to go see that. Hell, I had been doing it for a year. And when you were at SC Comic Con, I sat in on that and it was so, it was enriching. I still got a lot of information from it. And, you know, I remember, you know, the best advice I ever got was from Dragon Con last year. You told me to slow down. Like, mm-hmm. Dude, dude, slow down. <laughs> you do, because, you know, sometimes, and this is not an insult, it's actually a great compliment. You come on like a bull in a china shop. You just rush in there. You want to get everything going and doing and everything. And I, I admire you for that, that, you know, your enthusiasm and everything. But sometimes you just have to take a couple steps back and, you know, appreciate what's going on and that way you also don't scare the guests, you know? Oh, absolutely. Like that. Yeah. No, that, that was, that was a learning curve I had that I worked out through Dragon Con last year, man. I scared a lot of people off that Saturday night, but, uh, but this isn't about me. Your how to panel for podcasting this year at Dragon Con. Yes. You know, I, I felt that it was, uh, it was a pretty good marriage, you know, in terms of where entertainment's going, that you are virtually live streaming, uh, about, you know, a, a really, you know, this, this democratization of, of entertainment through podcasting and videos. Well, exactly, because podcasting anymore is not even audio like we're from all of us here are familiar right. with doing. A lot of people are doing video podcasts now. People are doing gameplay podcasts. People are doing video blogs. It's so much more than even when Mike and I got started with Earth Station One. It's changed immensely. And that's right. part of the cool stuff about it is just keeping up with it and seeing what these people are doing. It's just, it's just awesome. Oh, yeah. No, the fusion happening, uh, which when it came to your, your, your how to get started in podcasting panel this year, you know, what, 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 what has changed? What had evolved from your prior panels on the subject? First off, the whole panel was all virtual. So that was a right. huge, right. huge, you know, change from having a room full of people, you know, doing a Q&A and, you know, and I was fortunate enough to be the moderator. So I was able to give my input, but had some great experts on how to get into podcasting. And it was just a lot of fun. And it was really interesting that you were able to get, you know, all these different opinions. And we still got questions from people at home. And that's what was wonderful about it. Uh, podcasting is just constantly changing. It's evolving. It's now, so, like we said in the, in the panel, all you need now to podcast is your phone. 
You right. don't need right. really anything else. Mm. And, you know, you still have, you know, a lot of work to do, you know, and this is what I told you. It's just not talking and interviewing people. Right. And I'm, I know you're now so familiar with editing and promoting and, you know, getting your name out there. That's almost like a full-time job on itself. That's and like now, two other endeavors on top of the recording. Mm. Oh, exactly. But now the, what you also have now is scammers. You've got to be very careful about. Ooh, what's um, that about? There's, you know, there's a zillion podcasts out there now. And with a popularity of a product or a form of art or something, you're always going to get people coming in trying to make a buck off of it, off of you who basically doesn't know shit about it, you know, anything. Right. And basically you know in a lot of the facebook groups a lot of people you know post or you probably get emails because you're a podcaster hey i can get you okay. yeah i can get you up on five get you five thousand likes up on you know facebook or right. you know instagram or and i can also get you on a number one rating on apple podcasts or items like okay, that okay yeah no yeah. Our, our thunder talk inbox is just packed oh the all ESO one yeah. is full of it every day. And I go delete, 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 because it's all a scam. There's no way to do it. And if it, and if you do pay the money to do it, it's temporary. It's not going to last. Right. And I know people who have lost over a thousand dollars doing it. Mm. And, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. I'm in the wrong field. If I, you know, truthfully, I should be do, out there doing that. I've been yeah, podcasting right? for years. I can get you this kid, you know, but you know, I, I fight for the good, the, the good side of the force. No, the so evil, it's a, it's the evil a, universe. Mike is out there doing that. Well, exactly. And there are plenty yeah. of evil mics out there doing that kind of stuff. And that, I'm sorry, is that my cue? Exactly. How'd you know? <laughs> Does the evil Mike not have a goatee is what you're saying? Or? Exactly. He's clean shaven. So. Yeah, about to say, yeah. Exactly. And he's much better looking, so it's okay. So, you know, but it's, it's a cool thing that you get, you know, people out there and, you know, we try to, you know, I tried doing this panel to give people warning, don't fall for this. You know, there on, right. on Sunday, an hour before I was doing my panel, I was on one of the Facebook groups that, you know, I'm involved with, with podcasting and I recommend doing, getting in there cause you make some great connections, but oh, yeah, right. You know, the thing is you all in that group, someone posted up there. So has anyone quit their day job and is now podcasting a hundred percent of the time? And it's like, I, I posted on that person so fast. And I said, dude, don't pull the wool over these people's faces. Don't no, do this. Yeah. Cause you yeah. know, yeah, you are. And that's one of the first things I tell people in my class, you are not going to get rich podcasting. You know, you are not going to be a Kevin Smith. You're not going to be, you know, Mark Marin, or you're not going to be, you know, uh, you know, even, you know, a nerdist or something like that. They have, they all have other jobs. That's it's the going thing. the other way. Like you yeah. as some, as some person is not likely to make any real bucks off of this yet. If you're already established doing anything else and you have a name, then by all means, Come crowd out the little guy, Mr. Joe Rogan, Mr. Conan yeah. O'Brien. Well, exactly. Because, I mean, right. it's not like you already aren't, uh, you know, have other lines of revenue. Thanks, guys. Yeah, 
Exactly. And, you know, I'm all for people getting out there. There's a podcast out there for any topic. And that's oh, the great oh, yeah. thing about it. Right. You, could ha- you could listen to anything, anything you want. And that's the great thing about it. But, you know, at the same time, you know, most podcasts don't even make it past its 10th episode. Right. Yeah. I remember that was a point you drove home in your panel. I found you know, what like 90%, 90 plus. Mm-hmm. Not- 90 percent 90 plus do not make yeah. it past its 10th episode just because people realize how much work there is to it that it's you yeah. know and people are looking for quality you know depending on the topic they want they don't want to hear you know somebody sitting in starbucks you know with you know hearing the batiste you know hearing the coffee makers and the steam and everything while you're trying to talk to the people and everything you yeah. want to have you know a nice solid sounding podcast and some a topic that's interesting right but you know yeah no i i drive home the fact with uh with our crew that you know there's a difference between being entertained in a natural conversation environment and being entertaining right you know having drinks with my buddies and waxing about star trek man i'll laugh a million times i'll have a great night but as a third person listening are we making them give a shit well, exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. You also got to just give it something that's going to be interv- entertaining. Can you make money through podcasting? Yes, you can. There's definitely ways to do it. Is there ways to be able to pay for your expenses? Because podcasting, if you do it right, is not cheap. That is correct. Oh, no. And especially in the long, long term. But at the same time, you also, you know, you could cover your expenses like that. You may, and you're going to get more connections than you will money. You know, right. look at, look at us. We, all of these people here, we've met through podcasting. Yeah, that's everything. right. We've met yeah. podcasting through podcasters. You know, I'm now hooked up with an incredible band management and company out in California. That's mm-hmm. helping to uh, connect me with some really hot new music. Which is amazing. And that's great. Cause you know, People I wouldn't have ever thought I'd ever meet, I met through podcasting. You can approach and say, I've got X amount of listeners confirmed. And they're like, cool, well, that's worth X amount of my time. Or if some if somebody wants to hire me away from ESO, I'll be very happy to do it. So it's cool. Yeah, there you go. Right, And, you know, podcasting is anything else is a great way to uh, set up a money laundering scheme. I'm, I'm just saying. Well, of course, you know, wash. You, know yeah. you could just start calling yourself Heisenberg. It's okay. Yeah, right. trick-or-treating i mean when you think halloween you think trick-or-treating you know spooky haunted houses uh scary movies all of that the the cornerstone to the event that in my mind solidifies it as a as a social holiday a contract event would be trick-or-treating well you know we got this this covid going around right now living in uh, living in plague times for real don't need halloween to be scared about that where 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 does trick or treating fall? Where uh, how are we going to handle that? Uh, a lot of ideas have been thrown around out there, but uh, really the only the only opinion I'm interested in would be from uh, our friend, mightiest uh, mightiest mightiest Avenger. Sorry, sexy Thor, uh, Mark McRae. Mark, you've got some thoughts on this? Oh yeah, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on um, 
trick-or-treating and Halloween? Well, first of all, I'm so happy that Halloween falls on a Saturday this year. Yeah. It sort of sucks, too, at the same time because we have uh, COVID. Yeah, it's also a full moon, I think, as well. Oh, it's wow. it's ridiculous. It's like the most perfect Halloween calendar wise that we're going to see in the next God knows how many years or decades. And yeah, welcome to welcome to COVID times. Right. Well, um, Halloween is like one of my favorite times of the year. Right. You know, growing up, I just thought it was cool that one holiday you got candy, and then for you know Christmas holiday you got toys and. I always look forward to trick-or-treating and Halloween and getting candy and sampling all the different candy. It was just awesome. Right. And I think that in the age of COVID, I think that Halloween is totally doable. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, like, if I were to greet trick-or-treaters, I would wear a mask. Sure. Like what Ron and I traditionally do, we'll both, you know, we'll get dressed up for Halloween as well. So right. we'll wear a mask to hopefully scare the kids that are coming up to our porch <laughs> right. to trick-or-treat. Right. Um, so I'd wear a mask, and then I think I would wear a mask. I would wear, like, you know, the mask to protect yourselves and other people. Right. And then I would wear a Halloween mask under that, and I feel like that would be double protection. And I'm sure some of the kids might, you know, have the same idea. Uh, I agree. I agree, absolutely. If we were able to... Uh, if, if I'm catching your drift here, if everybody masked up, then we would be able to, to still do traditional trick or treating. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, you're, you're winning me over. I'm getting there. Uh, what else, what else would you put in place? You think? Um, I think that, you know, like there's the leave the candy on the porch and let the kids help themselves strategy as opposed to individually right. giving out candy. Sure. So what I've always done, I would buy like five or diff- five or six bags of different candy and just, you know, put them in separate little Ziploc bags and I would hand them out that way. Okay. I think that I could also, you know, have gloves on while I'm handing out okay, the yeah. candy. And even while I'm putting the, the candy in the individual bags, I could be wearing gloves. You could be gloved up, you know? sure. right. So this way, each kid gets an individual bag, and they don't have to touch it until they get home, which I'm sure they'll wash their hands anyway. And right. uh, I don't have to hand it to them, per se. They just get it in their trick-or-treat bag or jack-o'-lantern, and I think they would be straight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd be down with that. Down with that. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you this. Yeah. Somebody who, uh, or, you know, two, two people who have been taking children trick or treating, uh, for a long, I, I, in fact, I would say in terms of thunder talk, you and I would, uh, definitely be the authority on taking children trick or treating. I mean, I, you know, Beth could be kind of Adam. I don't know that they got like nephews or if they just go pick up random kids to take them trick or treating. I don't know about that. Well, I know for mm-hmm. a fact, though, that you and I have offspring, and we've taken that offspring right. trick-or-treating, right? Oh, yes. Yes, many times. So what, what I'll do is uh, stand at the, you know, the front of the property uh, for every yeah. house, and the kids run up and do it, while a whole lot of other kids are running up to do it. And right. you, all of a sudden, you know, as the person who's also handed out the candy— you get a line, you know, when you're at those peak hours, you'll get a line of right. kids. You'll get like 15 kids and you know, they all didn't come from the same mommy and daddy. You know what I mean? Right. Of course. These kids <laughs> among themselves might even be strangers. 
Uh, <laughs> well, um, yeah. I mean, one of my coworkers told me last year she got 45 kids that showed up at our house. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like at once I mean, I think the or mo- just total? No, no, no. Just total. Okay. Yeah. So I'd imagine 45 kids. Know. That's more like an event. That's like, a, <laughs> you know, that's like a, that's like a concert festival. You know, you you have your own like little private Halloween night Coachella going on. Oh my god, Dave! Can you imagine that getting rushed by forty five kids at once? Oh, that'd be too much, dude. No, you'd too go much. into like some kind of like weird battle mode. You'd go from being like, "Hey, it's trick or treat, <laughs> awesome!" to get off my damn lawn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're trampling the rose bush. I ain't got bobbing for apples. This ain't this ain't no Charlie Brown Halloween. Ain't no great pumpkin here, right? kids. Come on, right. come on. I ain't got no porta potty to handle this. You know? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. So there's a lot of new kids in my neighborhood this year. So I'm hoping that they come by and uh, trick or treat. And uh, Bryce, my grandson, is three years old, and it's a game that we already play in the house, right? Where we pretend we're going trick or treating, which I think is so funny because. I'm sure he didn't go trick or treating when he was two years old, but you know it wouldn't matter. He knows what you, it, yeah, two years he old. He knows what you, it is exactly. He knows what's going on. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So you got you got. Uh, oh, Grandpa, you got skin in the game again, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you could school me on this. So so Grandpa Mark has already indoctrinated uh, Bryce, who is just a treasure, by the way. Uh, 15 years from now, when you're old and cool enough to be able to listen to Grandpa Mark's podcasts, go back and, and spin those old records, uh, shout out, <laughs> shout out from the past. Um, you've already indoctrinated him into this and you're coming from this from a, a level like I'm not, you know, beyond me, you know, my, my kids, you haven't had kids yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you're really, well, you're looking, you're looking to get back into this game. And oh yeah, and here here comes along COVID, right, right, which really you know sucks for so many reasons. So many but, reasons. You know, um, it's it's fun to play trick or treating with him inside of the house. You know, like we'll go right. from the laundry room to the garage door to the closet, and then we'll do it again. And sometimes I pretend I'm the person giving out the candy, or we'll switch roles. He's giving out the candy, and I'm the trick or treater. Nice. <laughs> Nice. That's awesome. It is so much fun. It's so much fun, you know. And it's just three doors, but, you know, he doesn't care. You know, it's just like he's having fun. And our candy is like all those millions of toys and action figures we have. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. So that's what we use for candy. <laughs> no, totally. There's air quotes when I say candy. Oh, yeah. No, you're, you're playing, you're playing, you're playing with uh, what's ultimately your, your collection of toys and figures plus. Plus what, mm-hmm. what uh, you've been giving Bryce, which I'm sure are. I mean, if you're like me as a dad, granddad, parent, you're tuned into, if you're cool, you're tuned into like what your kids are into toy-wise. Right. You know, right. I could tell you about so. Pokemon. I could tell you about Steven Universe. I could tell you about mm-hmm. uh, Animal Crossing. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait till Bryce starts playing Nintendo, Mark. Oh. Yeah. You'll, <laughs> be, you'll be right back in. I know. It. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So... Thunder Talk exclusive. <laughs> We're joined once again by your favorite upstate frontman and true Thunder ally, John Rasmussen of Revelator. How you doing, John? Hello. 
I'm not my favorite upstate front man, but that's fine. I, I didn't, I didn't uh, ask you. I was, it was everyone else. <laughs> I'm okay being somebody else's, but yeah, I have, I have other favorites. Just so. say thank you and move on. Okay. <laughs> so how you doing, man? I'm doing well, doing well. You know, keeping head down, plugging along. Well, keeping head up and seeing the shit that's happening because you know the world. Yeah. Um, and just kind of moving along, and you know, occasionally writing reactionary lyrics to what's happening. You know, uh, as you as, do. as uh, well as uh, well as you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, and I followed on Bandcamp. Uh, so so Revelator and another heavyweight on the Greenville music scene, Ven Perp. Uh, y'all yes. recently collaborated on a track, the one that we're, everyone's going to be hearing uh, in a few mm-hmm. minutes here. First of all, tell us about Van, uh, Ven Perp. Uh, Ven Perp, uh, that's a, a shortening of uh, Venture in Perpetuity. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right on. They are a, a hip-hop um, uh, artist slash producer in the Greenville scene, um, the underground music scene here. Uh, and uh, they reached out to a bunch of their friends and um, wanted to make a collaboration uh, with um, them making the beats and uh, the other friends, most of them, uh, most of them uh, artists, but some, some kind of reaching out and, and blossoming into their own, um, you know, adding the, the vocals, some of them adding instrumentation. Um, but then Perp um, basically sent out, a backing track and said, you know, do your thing on this. Um, so, uh, they sent me, um, what would become, uh, forgotten. And I added the, the lyric, the vocals, the lyrics and vocals and, uh, and that's all. And, uh, sent it over to them and, and they mixed it up. And, uh, this is the, the lead single for the, um, the forthcoming album, uh, which is, uh, gusto in dystopia um and they released the uh the cover art for that which which i had a hand in um and uh not sure exactly when that's coming out there's gonna be two lead singles and then the album will release and it should be uh, a good time after listening to forgotten i like five times by the way (laughs) okay keep it on loop it's fine yeah i I went down a vent per rabbit hole and yeah, damn yeah. near blasted their entire catalog like that yeah, yeah. morning. Uh, yes. They fucking bang, dude. Yeah, and it's you know they do basically they're a mixture of of hip hop with some metal. Yeah. Um, and, and so when they reached out to me, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do a Judgment Night song. Um, to which, right. <laughs> to which they responded, um, fuck yeah, but I was thinking Spawn, and I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> No, I'm like that's very close. Let's do it. Um, and, and and came out and it's 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 a good fun rock song um, about contemporary issues. I believe it is the most OK Boomer song that has ever existed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. But, um, I think it's 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 a solid top five, if nothing else. And speaking of fucking banging, and reactionary lyrics <laughs> take t- take us uh take us into forgotten let's let's talk about that this is one of those where i'm i, I don't know if i want to layer my thoughts on it with yeah you know, i don't, I don't want to taint uh the how 
other people are going to take it in. Um, because I know it, it comes from, it comes from Gen X. It, it is a very Gen X right. tumors, um, reaction. Um, it's basically, you know, we were raised by, we were raised by boomers. We were raised by this generation, um, where the economy, everything was, was looking up and moving up and moving forward and everything was golden. And we were left to fend for ourselves through childhood. Um, we were latchkey kids. There, there was, there was no, you know, most of us did not go to daycare. We, we went to school and we went home and we waited until six o'clock when our parents got home from work. And then, then we had parents, but through the bulk of the day, we were fending for ourselves. And today that would be considered, considered horrible neglect. Um, but that was just the norm. So we move forward and, you know, we, we're, we've been dealing with the repercussions of that kind of, and at the same time, you know, the boomers were the flower children and, and they were the ones who were, who were fighting for civil rights. And I get that. And they, and they did their part, but they stopped doing their part. Yeah. Um, no, they sold out, voted for Reagan and bought minivans. Yeah. I mean, they, they have, they were the controlling block of voters for 40 years. And where we are now is, is the culmination of that. Um, the millennials are now a larger voting block. And I really hope that that will move us in towards some change. But yeah, they were the largest voting block. They, they were the majority of voters for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of, you know, it's the baby boom because, you know, because it was a boom and there was more of them than any previous generation. There's more than, than Gen X. Oh no. Largest human population growth is, uh, yeah. just after world war two. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. It, it, my, uh, for almost a couple of years, uh, most of my fourth, fifth grade years, both of mm-hmm. my parents worked and. Yeah, no, I had to go home and be by myself. <laughs> well, and, and, and the, thing, the thing is, that was one of the things that they fought for. They were they were lashing back against the fifties housewife, that against the 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 concept that the woman needed to stay in the home, and so they pushed out into the workforce to so much of a level and didn't consider any repercussions on children because that. It wasn't a thing in previous generations. Our entire modern notion of the child comes from the baby yeah. boomer generation. Right. In terms of, you know, uh, entertainment, marketing, uh, creating an entire yes. class of consumer. Yes. Came from them. Yeah. And they also had, you know, we were number one in terms of uh, health care, number one in terms of education. And they, they chose not to uh, continue the benefits that uh, their parents right. You know, grew up eating dirt over, then saved the planet during World War II. You know, right. now people think the fucking Earth is flat and that vaccines <laughs> are bad, and yes. this son of a bitch might take the White House again. I'm not saying elected. I'm talking this fucker might take it. Yeah. And who's yes. who's whose hands is this blood on? Right. Well, and 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 you know, just systemic problems that you know they were fighting against in the '60s. That are still problems, and they didn't actually fix. They didn't choose to continue to fix them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, but they think they did, and uh, that's that's the issue. You know, when they were coming up, it was a growing economy, a a 
growing ecosystem where they could come out and get a job and it would grow and they could stay with it and retire and they had it at a an, an almost unhealthy peak um where there was no room for up and it was it was riding on a bubble yeah uh and, and once that bubble popped you know we were left to deal with trying you know they were locked in on their jobs you know they were still on their retirement path but the younger the the younger people trying to come up into it uh, both Gen X and Millennials and now Gen Z have a much harder path even getting in the door. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So forgotten. That's yes. very, uh, very, very <laughs> aptly named. Happy song. We have a bit of a list to go down here. First of all, where can everybody find Ven Per on um, the internet and go, go get reborn with some of that? Yeah, um, at Ven Perp on Instagram and venperp.bandcamp.com would be the best two places. Um, uh, th- their music and our music is on all of the uh, major streaming services as well. So, you know, just search for Ven Perp. That's V-E-N-P-E-R-P. And it, it should pop up. Revelator. Yeah, um, at revelator.rocks on the Instagram. Um, you can find us on Facebook by searching for Revelator. Um, and it's revelatormusic.bandcamp.com. And as I said, it's on all the, all the streamers on the YouTube, just search for us and, and you shall find. And if you're looking for a generally lighter side of John Rasmussen, uh, the man does have a podcast as well. Black market toast. I invite everyone to check that out. Uh, I know it's been on hiatus, but they've got a pretty pretty deep, uh, Yeah, not sure exactly how, how it's going to play out, um, you know, late stage capitalism and such. Um, well, but, actually, yeah. I, I was going to say it's uh, our, the, the venture capitalist wing of, of the Thunderverse was probably oh, hey. we, we were just going to buy it on the cheap and, and sell it off in parts. Oh, so okay. yeah, okay. I'm going to need your mic and your laptop, by the way. Uh, OK. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, I mean, my podcast mic is a cheap one. Just don't come for my vocal mic. Oh, yeah, and I'll, I'll let you buy it back. In fact, uh, <laughs> you know what? Go ahead and keep it. We'll just call it stock options. How's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. All right, well, hey, everybody. Forgotten. This is the collaboration between Revelator and Ben Perp, and this will be one of the singles uh, off of the forthcoming album. Gusto in Dystopia. Revelator, Ven Perp, Forgotten. Check it out.
outro second ad spot for the Black Market Toast podcast where we take a piece of media out of the cupboard, dust it off, toast it up, and serve it as something completely new. What? Well, it means we either listen to or watch a movie or TV show or piece of music and then... It's not like we just use whatever media we pick as a conversation starter. (laughs) Well, because it's fun, okay? Listen to it on your podcatcher of choice and follow us on Facebook or something. Do you know you could take the Dragon Con report with you wherever you go? Heck, we're even now up on Alexa. Hey Alexa, play the Dragon Con podcast up on iHeartRadio. Playing the Dragon Con report from iHeartRadio. Playing the latest episode, the 2020 Dragon Con report episode 2. Howdy everyone and welcome to the second episode of the 2020 Dragon Con Report. Now, how cool is that? Remember, the Dragon Con Report can be found wherever you find podcasts. See you at the show in September. Christmas in the air, the change of the leaves. Like the 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 corn mazes. Yeah. Oh, the corn mazes. We used to we we usually do a lot of the stuff. You know, with the conditions that were under this year, we weren't able to really do as much appreciation for the fall as we wanted to this year. Uh, we were always planning on debuting this year, this 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 particular fall. Right. Um, but you know, with the conditions, we couldn't really do what we wanted to do. So we do feel like fall kind of got you know. Some of the other like fall type things kind of got pushed away because it just wasn't able to do it. It was right. it's impossible to get into a good corn maze. It's impossible to enjoy some of the things that you could usually enjoy. Fall festivals just don't exist. Right. At right. least not like safely. Yeah, at least not safely. Sure, sure. There are some going on where they're, you know, doing social distancing. And we at Thunder Talk always encourage you to uh, be safe for real. Do your research. So that, that kind of brings me to my next thought on this. These videos are being cranked out more or less in real time. Like, you didn't put this in the can four months ago. Correct. No, that's correct. I filmed, we're, today's the 15th. I filmed the 17th today. Okay. See to your pants. I mean, that's that's how we do it. Yeah. Uh, honestly, that's how we're doing it, too. But honestly, I feel like it keeps, especially for the days of Halloween, it keeps the content, like, fresh, and it keeps the enthusiasm real. What I appreciated about it is is the authenticity of the moment. You're in this, we're in this. It, this is all coming within the context of COVID, uh, listeners, this show. It's there for you, waiting for you to be there with you now. Yes, our fall has been jacked up outside, but inside, you could turn on your phone, your computer, your television, and you can have some honest fall with with our dear friends, James, Jessica, and the rest of the fall horsemen crew. They they got what you need right now. You're just trying to put a smile on some people's faces. Absolutely. You definitely are. By me stumbling through uh, movie reviews and haunted houses and everything else in life. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's a real time, yeah. you know, what's happening in real life. I 
I mean, honestly, we're all like stumbling somehow, but you get to see us goofily do that on YouTube. Yeah, everybody, it will not disappoint. Adam. Hi. What's happening, dude? About to uh, have my own little video with the four movies in the haunt here. So your your very own sexy sexy. If you want to see him in 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 pictures, check him out on the uh, what is that the twenty fifth? It was surreal last night seeing uh, Wheatley's because it was like it's like I'm seeing the history of comic books podcast and it's about horror movies. <laughs> oh yeah, right. I mean, he even had like the same intro too. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's like yeah. a fever dream. So yeah, it's like a fever dream. I know exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh my god yeah it's uh yeah it's 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 not quite a horror movie into itself but it's something into itself and it's actually pretty rad go check out uh jt wheatley he was for the the 13th if i'm not mistaken 14th 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 go check out the 14th go check them all out we're getting into the back end of october so the first half of the month the the back catalog you can binge that and by the time you're you're good there boom you're gonna be caught up moving forward. Uh, we'll all we'll all meet on July. Uh, we'll all meet on uh, October thirty first. Super or, cool. Or July thirty. Or, or July thirty first. If July thirty hey first you know, exists, I, I, I don't know. It's yeah, January, it's like March. of yeah. course I don't know what day it is. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I, I forgot how old I am uh, the other day. So time yeah. time doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. We're just yeah, it was right. A construct we created, so of course we threw it off to the side. But. Uh, Adam is going to be featured on the 25th, and that is a very special honor for Mr. Weston, because that is our anniversary. Whoa! So, uh, if this tells you, like, when we planned this out, we planned this out months ago. Um, A lot of, like, crafting went into the actual, like, days themselves. Sure. Um, So, ideally, at one point, the, uh, the 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 impression was maybe we would be able to go out in public at right. some point in October. So I said, okay, well, if there's a possibility that this could happen, then I want to make sure that neither one of us are doing anything on our anniversary. So I need to give it to someone who I can, you know, trust to crank out the right video. So I was like, Adam's getting our anniversary. So that's why neither one of us will actually be on, on our anniversary. Right. So no pressure, Adam, but, you know. Yeah, I'm not quite in the main event, but I am in the potential show stealer spot. Oh yeah, definitely. You're you're definitely uh, you're set up. You, hopefully, when you're done, whoever's coming in in the 26 is going to be like, I don't want to follow that. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's just like it's just like, damn, I I just got misbooked here, man. That's that's actually yeah, that's actually your tag team partner, Nick. Nick yeah. is doing the 26. Oh. <laughs> So. That's what heel turns are made of. One yeah. of the most fun parts <laughs> of the of the videos for me has been like I I do a lot of research about the movies, um, even the movies I've already seen. I do just research and find trivia about them, and that's been like really fun. I've really enjoyed that part. Discovering things that uh, you didn't know mm-hmm. in the genre that you love. Yeah, that's rad. I've enjoyed uh, discovering how much of, of a movie I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So that I I don't do the research on it because I'd seen it, you know, five times, six times, whatever. And then right. I go in and I'm like, uh, there's a moment in today's episode for Werewolf Night where I'm talking about Ginger Snaps, my favorite werewolf movie ever. Okay. And I've seen it probably 50 times. Right. And for some reason, I couldn't remember who the male lead was. And for some reason, it stuck in my head. I was like, I think, uh, I think it's Jared Leto. 
And I was like, it's not, it's not Jared Leto. Where did you get that name at? Jared Leto is not in this film. So it's a, it's in the bloopers at the very end of the episode where I was like, I think Jared Leto's in this movie. No, he's not. Uh, yeah. No, that's not. It's not a thing. Yeah. As soon yeah. as I said it, I was like, in my in my head, I was like, it doesn't look like Jared Leto. Why did I say Jared Leto? Uh, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, the early onset senility. That's something I'm, uh, you know, a little scared about in my family. Uh, you may have taken a head injury years ago. It might have been something you ate. See, I, you know? I told Jessica that I think that after Days of Halloween is done. What I hope right. is that people will look at it and being a fan of Italian horror films. Italian horror films were real famous for putting a movie out in a different country with a different name and a different name here and a different name there. I told right. her, I was like, in some countries, I think they're not going to call it Days of Halloween. They're going to call it James's Slow Descent into Madness because he locked himself in the studio for an entire month right. <laughs> and right. talked to himself about horror movies for 31 <laughs> straight days. I don't know if that's going to fit on a marquee, but... Oh, maybe. And also something about Jared Leto. Yeah, and Jared, and Jared Leto's maybe in it. I don't know. Yeah, starring Jared Leto. If you were to take the entirety of it, it's it's either a very snappy, very engaging, incredibly charming 10-minute show, 5 to 10 minutes mm-hmm. around there within yeah. that ballpark. If you compile them all together, it's a slow burn into madness. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. we tried to. There's an intermission in everything. It's yeah. It's we we also have to start smoking French French clove cigarettes after this exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, we oh man, I haven't had a clove. I haven't had a clove all season this year. <laughs> Usually I, I smoke a clove or two. Hey, uh, hey, welcome to the fall, everybody. Yeah, yeah I was curious. Uh, how was the vendor situation with uh, Dragon Gun? That's like one of the biggest. Um, Things associated with Dragon Con is, of course, hitting up the shops. Yeah, Mike you know, with the Tiki Zombies. In addition to, uh, you know, the great folks at Dragon Con, in addition to providing a lots of content, a lot of content, um, uh, that uh, they also opened up a, a made available to a lot of us guests a virtual marketplace uh, so that the artists that are usually hanging around the art artist gallery uh, the uh, comic book artist, Artist Alley, as well as the vendor room, uh, all of us had opportunities to, uh, for no charge, no cost, to open up uh, a store within their virtual marketplace. They worked nice. with a group called nice. Event Any. Um, now, Event Any does take a percentage. It's a very small percentage. Um, but you have a lot of flexibility as to what products you're able to put on there, as well as the shipping charges and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you kind of have to know how to figure all that out. I mean, I set up my store in about an hour oh, wow. and, uh, so it didn't take long at all. And, uh, I actually ended up selling more books this year than I did last year. Hey, uh, so, uh, nice. now I will say the caveat on that is that I, last year was probably my lowest, uh, my worst sales year at Dragon Con ever, uh, which was not great. Um, but this year, um, I didn't make as much total sales, but I did sell, actually, I ended up selling more books than I did last year, which is good. Uh, some of the other merchandise, like the pins and whatnot, those, uh, those I didn't sell as much of, but I did still sell some. So I did sell quite a few, uh, quite a bit. Uh, I am appreciative of everybody who came by and, and bought something. I'm going to get those orders out this week. And uh, the fact that they, the fact that DragonCon did that, I am forever grateful. I mean, it's one thing for them to provide content. Um, but for them to actually try to 
to help us because a lot of they know that a lot of vendors, a lot of artists, it's my biggest show of the year. Right. It's a big, it's a big chunk. It's really important to it's me. It's Black ones. Friday. It, yeah, it is like I schedule my, all my work, my creative endeavors, my book releases around Dragon Con, because that is the, the date for me. That, that is the weekend for me. And I know a lot of other vendors are the same way. So uh, for us to still have that opportunity was, was amazing. Well, very that's cool. Fun. Very cool. Yeah. Thank God they did that. Right. That's, oh, yeah. that's, the, the vendors, that merch, that's one of the linchpins of the entire experience. Yeah, I think DragonCon did a lot of things right this year, though, so it was pretty awesome. You didn't have to wait like four hours to get in the vendor hall either. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's part of the experience, though. <laughs> well, if you wanted to stand outside for three hours before you logged on... You could do, you did have that option. <laughs> it's America, dude. You can yeah. stop you. Yeah, yeah. You're in line and all of a sudden your mom, you pick up, your nest picks up your mom checking on your house. <laughs> and she's like, and I started talking to her. She goes, are you home? Yeah, that's a whole story right there. But that's <laughs> uh, The other thing about that too is that now uh, for the first time, my uh, DragonCon books or items that I had for sale at DragonCon were available to the world. So people I know that have never gotten a chance to go to DragonCon got a chance for free to access the virtual marketplace and shop around the dealer hall, which is not something they ever had a chance to do before. So I know that I made sales from people that I never, that don't usually come to DragonCon, I never would have had before. So um, the fact that, and my understanding is, is that at least officially uh, the DragonCon content was um, just their content with their channels was uh, downloaded um, over 600,000 times over the weekend. Um, Now, if you look at the average attendance of a dragon con 85,000, that's pretty impressive. Maybe pushing a hundred thousand on that Saturday. Yeah. The fact that the fact that they um, were had, you know, 600,000 people accessing their content over the weekend just shows how much bigger and, and, and more uh, interested the world is in Dragon Con. You know, Dragon Con, they'll have 20 panels going simultaneously. Oh, you can never hit them all. They overlap. Sure. One of the things that I, I kind of liked myself was it was distilled into two channels this year. And I was seeing things that I otherwise not only may not have run from, you know, one hotel to the other to get to, but may not have even considered viewing at all. You know, and it was kind of cool. Like, well, if I just sit here, you know, I will be presented with something that I might like, which I'm already going to do with YouTube. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they, you could actually, and the beauty of it is all, all the panels were recorded, of course, this year, even the live ones. So you right. can access those at any time. So to your point previously, yes, two panels going on at the same time, never going to make that happen right. this year. You can make that happen. You can make it happen. Um, yeah. I was actually in two places at the same time this year at Dragon Con, which I never <laughs> thought was possible. <laughs> hey, welcome to the future, dude. It's 2020. Where's the hover cars? You know, we always wanted to have two Mike Gordons anyway, so it was nobody, okay. Nobody wants. Nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted I that. wanted that. Don't sorry. Don't so. Hey, you know what? Don't, <laughs> don't get him started on clones, please. Please. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a thing. You could sleep yourself if you wanted to. Mike, a, that's a deep dive. You'd never want to go down. You'd never come up again. Bryce wants to be the Red Power Ranger. 
He nice. went from, I want to be Spider-Man. I have that Spider-Man pajamas. I have to have the Spider-Man web shooter too. Now he's like totally obsessed with the Red Ranger. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. All yeah. of a sudden. Like in, in, all of a sudden. Inconvenient change up. Like, couldn't you have waited till after like November? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it's fine. I mean, like, I understand the appeal of the Red Ranger. He's the totally. leader. And, you know, I mean, when you go back to the original Power Rangers series, I mean, the Red Ranger was the hero that everyone wanted to be. Until until you realized, you know, that uh, if you want an anti-hero, you know, bad boy, you go for the Black Ranger. But Or or uh, the Green Ranger for a while. Oh, no, know? no, that's the, right, yeah. The, yeah. The original Green Ranger, he turned bad for a while. And then I think for a short period, he turned into the White Ranger. Oh, no, that, like, there oh was the White God. Ranger. Yeah. You know what? You've already <laughs> left me in the dust on my Power Ranger knowledge, dude. Oh, uh, my goodness. Well, I'll be honest with you. I really liked the first two or three seasons. Of sure. Sure. Absolutely. Power Rangers. I thought it was great. You know, like when they ran out of the Rita Repulsa footage from Japan. Right. And she got replaced by... Uh, a new villain. That dude. I mean, I still, I still watched it, but it wasn't the same. You know what I mean? Because Rita was yeah. like campy and comedy relief, and the wonderful actress that dubbed her voice was was awesome. And right. you know, like like some of the campiness and fun just kind of went out the window when there was no more Rita Repulsa footage. It was some dude, and he looked like he was from like a like a horror movie. It, it was kind of mm-hmm. like was, they were kicking it up to the next level. Visually, oh speaking. yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 the, the yeah. The fact that Rita right, Repulsa right. is just again, yeah, camp. <laughs> and I think that's when Power Rangers <laughs> departed from camp, and it's like, oh, it's like uh, in Karate Kid Part Two. You know, Daniel Son, this no tournament, mm-hmm. this for real. Yeah, you know, things got real serious. You know, yeah, they got real serious, but it didn't d- take away from the Power Rangers franchise. Oh, dude, I mean, no. Show, I mean, think about it. I was an adult watching it. So, you know, demographic wise, that show wasn't for me. So, you know, who cares if I stop watching it? <laughs> to this day, right. to this day, right. It's making money. It's evergreen now. It's, it's yeah, evergreen. Now, exactly. So it's, 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 it's like, it's, it's up there with the Smurfs. You know, mm-hmm. it's up there with the, the Bugs Bunny shorts. And and Bryce has no idea that, you know, this franchise has been around since, you know, his dad, Miles, was a little kid. So, yeah. Know, so. so he wants to be the Red Ranger. And, yeah, his instincts are on point. That's your definitely, mm-hmm. yeah, Red Ranger's the Ranger to be. Here's a funny story about the Red Ranger. Um, so, uh <laughs> So there is an actor that looks like the original Red Ranger from season one. Right. And uh, he makes some... He makes porno, doesn't he? he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've heard. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard this. Oh, my gosh. And he looks exactly like the dude. Right. You know, that is like the weirdest part, except that, you know, he's about 10 years younger than the original guy that played him. But Right. Oh my gosh, when I first heard about this, I'm like, wow, things that bad for that actor he's doing. He's making an X-rated movie now. And, and then I right? found out it was a, a completely different person who just happened to look like the dude from Power Rangers. That porn actor is, I bet he's not putting any effort into being like, no, no, I'm not the Red Ranger. Uh-uh, no, not at all. Not at all. Not I at bet all. I get. I bet he gets paid anywhere from $150 to $300 more. Because, like, per shoot, because of that. 
Right. Because a male porn actor, you are making like it's like half the money as the female actresses. Uh, oh yeah. You, yeah. Maybe less. Maybe even less. Yet, mm-hmm. like a female actress in in the industry, the average last I checked, which was over ten years ago. Gosh, it was a news oh. thing I saw. It wasn't uh, yesterday. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't me on Pornhub twenty minutes before we hit the record button. No, uh, that a female actress uh, the average eighteen Just months. Checking. Average eighteen mm. months in the industry, and mm. something you know anywhere from like between uh, five to seven hundred dollars per per shoot, and eighteen month is the average in terms of from your first paycheck to I'm done. About 18 right, months. Right. Male actors, you get paid like 150. Again, this is like 20 years. This is some HBO thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the male actors get paid significantly less. I, I remember this one where the actress, the, they were a couple, both in the industry, and they're both right. negotiating for the same film. Like over the phone, they were on the same call with their agent. Uh, no, not no, not their agent. Uh, people don't realize porn... Uh, Porn uh, actors are also their own agent. Like they're not just on the screen doing what you're seeing on the screen. They're on the phones. They're networking. They have to, you know, because there's no real, you know, mm-hmm. there's no 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 Tommy McGuire's for the for the you know people that have sex for money on film, right? Uh, but um, yeah, and the woman was offered I think like five hundred dollars for the shoot, and uh, the dude was offered one hundred and fifty. Wow. Yeah. Like that's the difference in pay, but but male actors on average have a 14-year career. Oh, wow. In porno. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So So in the long run the guys make out a little better. They make I out guess. a little better, yeah. And if you've got an angle like I look like the Red Ranger and you didn't <laughs> and you didn't even start that. That's not your fault. It just happened, right? The world dumped, right. you know, gave me this uh you know, some an asterisk I could put on my resume. Yeah, and I bet that's really helped that guy's career. Oh well, yeah, well, that's I don't interesting. Know. That's just, yeah. Well, I guess uh, the other thing too, and we probably need to get off this topic, but oh, I don't want to talk. <laughs> yeah, seem to, yeah. <laughs> since we both seem to know a lot about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. The other everybody eventually thing will is, have a Patreon, and eventually we'll right. con- we'll consider <laughs> destroying our 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 reputations for money on that. One day. Right. But um, it seems like a lot of the guys also have to, you know, do escorting on the side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dudes. Yeah. Hey, Thunder Talk is uh, we're, we're, you know, normalized sex work. It's good. You know, give those give those give those boys, a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's how I feel about those it. Those boys are business. I mean, I, I think it sucks. I mean, if you have to do any type of side escort work. You're not making enough money. Right, you're not making enough money, and and the thing is, I'm like, if my day job's not paying enough, and I got an escort, I think I don't. Maybe I need to change my day job. Yeah, you no, know? definitely, definitely, or or maybe uh, consider going 100 percent into escort. Turn that see see if you can't like make if if, if your day job ain't working. What right. uh, what if I went full time night job? What would that do? Right. Yeah. Right. And and I guess the other thing is too, you know, it's it's uh anyway, that's that's it. Again, dude, we'll have right. again people will have a Patreon one day and we may consider <laughs> exchange exchanging our good names for your money. 
Let's right. move on. Hello. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was uh, the Sam Wilson the Falcons' physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comics podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please listen, give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. You left the crew from Earth Station Who with the doctor in a prison cell and everyone else trapped in Chibnall Hell. Never fear, the way is clear with the crew of Earth Station Who right here. We save the day in the best possible way by giving you all new episodes. We mean the good stuff. Classic stories, big finish, fan favorites too. Coming to you throughout the year with happy and cheer. And a smidge of super bonus Graham, so never fear. You can find Earth Station Who wherever you listen to fine podcasts. Remember to tell all your friends. Except for Ryan. And leave feedback and subscribe. Earth Station Who is a proud member of the ESO Network. Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. It's Beth and Kanvika, and we've got another... What's on our tube? Well, what are we talking about today? Well, first, before we start, hey, Sexy oh. Thor, can you can you give the people the disclaimer? Red alert. Spoilers ahead. Thank you. We appreciate you. We're going to try to not spoil these too hard, but yeah, I don't really want I don't really want to spoil these. I mean, because we're going to talk about several different series all at once. Um, this episode, we're talking about Raised by Wolves, Lovecraft Country and Star Trek's new animated series, Lower Decks. Yes, we don't really, really want to spoil them, but if you know nothing and you like going into shows knowing nothing, then maybe maybe skip ahead. If if that's who you are as a person, we don't want to stop you from going in blind. Yeah, just, just scroll to the end and find out our consensus whether you should watch it or not. Yeah. So, first up, Raised by Wolves. The door that finally opens with life flooding in, spilling out on the floor. It is uh, super interesting. Um, it, what, do we, what do we know about Raised by Wolves? Of course, it's okay. on HBO Max. Yes, it's on HBO Max. And the blurb from the Wikipedia says... Raised by Wolves centers on two androids, father and mother, tasked with raising human children on Kepler-22b after the Earth was destroyed by a great war. As the burgeoning colony of humans threatens to be torn apart by religious differences, the androids learn that controlling the beliefs of humans is a treacherous and difficult task. Oh my goodness, is it treacherous? It is crazy treacherous. Um... So immediately, as soon as you start this series, I, I will let you know that Ridley Scott uh, helped direct the first two episodes. He is also a producer through all of the episodes, and it he gives it the full, and I, I'm going to say the Prometheus effect. Prometheus vibes, for yes. sure. Yes, uh, and if you've, if you've seen Prometheus, um, you'll... 
and you've seen this, uh, I, I think that you'll pick up on that. It, it has that same kind of look, even tone. the the tone, the ominous tone, but also I would say uh, he because he was directing it, he he gave it the look. You know, he he directed the cinematography right. to have a certain look. And just like in Prometheus, it was all like grayish and um, desaturated film. And the entire world is super desaturated. So there is nothing really vibrant standing out. And if there is something vibrant standing out, it's to call your attention to it, you know, pretty drastically. Yeah, it gives it that like desolate feeling. Yeah. Uh, So audience scores right now, um, I just... Just out of curiosity, I looked up the tomato scores um, for all these shows, mm-hmm. and this one is bringing on a 77% on the tomato meter. Okay. Um, and I would say that that feels about right, because it's definitely not for everybody. Yeah, that's the only reason why, because watching the show, it's so well done, it's well written, it's well acted, like everything about the show is great. So yeah, the only reason why I could see the score being that low is just that whole, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the other big shows that have been on um, HBO. It's it's not a Game of Thrones. It's not a Westworld. Um, like you said, the the... The actors and actresses in it, um, Amanda Collin, who plays Mother, is a phenomenal actress. She yeah. she does like this weird, I mean, she is Mother, right? She's what you would kind of imagine a android. Like, they they don't have all these like human emotions. Right. They, they don't, you know, don't understand humanity, you know, just being human and... She comes up with some really crazy ideas, of, but it's all, you know, of course, it's programming right? part of it. And as we find out, there's, I mean, she is an onion, right? <laughs> she, has, she has layers. <laughs> she has layers of, of programming inside of her. Um, and, oh, the, the actor uh, Abukar uh, Salem who plays father he does a wonderful job too uh, this is very well cast they they have this really great chemistry they do and they both do a good job of playing androids but playing all the sides of androids like sometimes having warmth sometimes being like stone cold android yeah and a li- like I-, I may you know robot chop you Right. And both of the androids have different programming. So I really loved the added touch that father makes dad jokes and that's part of his programming. I thought that was great. Yeah. It was I, I mean, it was it was probably the warmest thing on it because this, this is a cold, desolate world. And the entire universe that this is based in, I mean, it's, you know, uh, a dystopian future obviously and it's not going well it's not going well for humanity well i love all the themes though that the show has like themes of people who have religion people who don't have religion and kind of how they interact with each other but also like 
sometimes the people that have the religion are kind of having a crisis of faith. Sometimes the people who don't have religion are like, kind of, should I have religion? Yeah. <laughs> it deals with all these themes. And then, of course, it also deals with the themes, too, of like, well, what makes someone human or what makes my life worth more or less than someone else's life or like the life of a creature, things like that. I love all the use of those themes. And I also love that the show, it has so many twists and turns and none of them are like anything. Once it happens, it's not like, I never would have expected this to happen. But at the same time, you don't know where the show is yeah, going. Yes, you, you... As with any show, you're you're guessing, you're guessing, like, okay, um, can I predict? And often it derails from your predictions, but not so much that it it didn't jump the shark, right? You know, it, it all you makes know, it all makes sense. sense. You're like, oh, I just, line. I, I mean, I just didn't have the big enough picture. The other really great actor in this would be Travis Fimmel. You, you. People would recognize him from the show Vikings, which he did a really incredible job. In that show, um, you know, of course, there's just all these different uh, actors and actresses, but really the show revolves around mother and the children, right? And just those relationships. And so it, it's just, it's an interesting show. So what do you say? Uh, well, we've seen all the episodes, but I don't think we've actually seen the last one. Yeah, I think we I think we just uh we have just the season finale to to watch. Yeah, right you got busy with war. I did. Uh if you don't know, I play a game called Eve Online and right now I am part of the Mighty Imperium Goon Swarm and we are being invaded by 150,000 people and we have had in this last week three huge fights. All with more than 6,000 people against each other. Yeah, I feel like the brunt of what's been happening has kind of <laughs> culminated recently. So we haven't watched as much TV yeah, we recently. Haven't. Uh, I would say give this show a watch. Sorry, we digressed yes. right there. Uh, give yeah. this show a watch. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Uh, it's 10 episodes. Yes. We're on episode nine. We can't wait for th the finale. And uh, yeah, check it out. And they say there's going to be a season two. So. There is definitely going to be a season two. Yes. Okay, the next show. Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Once again. HBO Max, HBO Max, uh, they're bringing it. Uh, what I am liking about Max is they're, you know, it's a bigger vault than what HBO Now was. Right. And they do have some new shows on, on, on the plate. Yeah. And I don't know, it's been, they've been trying to, they've been putting some really great stuff out. This yeah. is, I think, one of my favorites as far as, I mean, it's it's October, people. Right, it's scary vibes and creepy, you know. Yeah. So it's it's got a this is a perfect October November show to watch right now because it's you know a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get you get a bunch of different 
types of creepy throughout the show. But let me give the blurb. This is a blurb from Wikipedia. Lovecraft Country follows Atticus Freeman as he joins up with his friend Letitia and his uncle George to embark on a road trip across 1950s Jim Crow America in search of his missing father. This begins a struggle to survive and overcome both the racist terrors of white America and the terrifying monsters that could be ripped from a Lovecraft paperback. Let me just say right now, there are more monsters than monsters. You know, that 19, that uh, mid-century Jim Crow era was fucking terrifying. Yeah. And the the racism and all of the things that people have had to deal with is absolutely incredible and they've had to be so strong and i can't even i can't even imagine i would never want to have lived during that time i mean me personally i i just (laughs) i'm where i'm supposed to be people yeah it it's basically if you're a person of color and you step outside the line at all white person would beat the shit out of you and no one would do anything about yes. it. So the, the white people are probably the biggest horror. Yes. In they're, the they're show. The, I would say <laughs> they're the biggest mo- but don't get me wrong. There is a lot of supernatural things going on in this show and it starts off in the first episode. Oh, we yeah. get full doses of all the supernaturalness. And we were just, we were kind of blown away by it because that first episode, it, it was an hour long. Right. But they crammed a lot of content in it. Yeah. Um. So I know this is supposed to, this is all based on a book, a book by Matt Ruff. Mm-hmm. And they say it is a continuation, right? So it's, the book is the, the origin and it talks about other different things. But then this the series goes beyond the book. And so I think that, I, I don't know, I don't know if I could handle a read of this book. Yeah. I, there, there are times that I'm like, whew, there's some heavy stuff happening right here. Um, it's really well acted. Yeah, it's, it's another show that's really well done, well acted. It looks great. A lot of the like body horror stuff, I have to avert my <laughs> eyes. I can't take yeah, it, uh, but so if I you, can still watch the show. There is, and I will say, you know, our, our last show that we were talking about, Raised by Wolves, they're not, I don't say there's any horror. It's more of a suspense thriller type where I would say Lovecraft Country goes more, even though there's like blood and guts and stuff in, in race by this right. this takes it to the next level right and so there's a lot more body horror yeah lovecraft country is more of a suspense horror yeah and it but it's what you expect right yes. i mean uh, lovecraft lovecraft hello <laughs> roll for sanity <laughs> yeah this and yeah i mean there are times you question your sanity in the middle of the uh the show um so another the reason why the show has such a great like horror suspense thrill this this vibe is I mean the list of the producer like Jordan Peele okay yeah him alone right there he loves to write with black influences and he does these crazy like horror slash you know 
race like the, you knows, know all these questions yeah. that you ask and then you know sprinkle on some jj abrams right yeah so all of a sudden you're like why did that explode not really in the first episode though you're gonna be like ah that's a jj abrams explosion <laughs> <laughs> so i mean and uh the other executive producer is ben stevenson okay <laughs> i i maybe i know who that is if i if you tell me more of the work, but I mean, the show's really good. So even if he hasn't done anything else, like claps for you, Ben claps. So we're, we're, we're following the, the lead character. He's played by uh, Jonathan majors. He, he, his name is Atticus Freeman and you follow Atticus. Um, he, he comes back to the city. He's looking for his dad and the story just kind of takes off. <laughs> it is quite the ride. Uh, right now, the tomato score for it is 87%. Nice. And I would say it's it's worth it. So Raised by Wolves is a good show. But I think that this is a better show. Um, and, and I like sci-fi. I am heavily into sci-fi, but they are different, right? They're, they're, the reason why I say this one is better is because it's different. Dipping more heavily into some of the themes that it, you can parallel right now in our life. And so For it sure. becomes more relatable, even though, in a way, the dystopian future, you can like, oh, well, shit, I really hope this doesn't happen. But well, you can see, but you, I mean, with this, you, you see our, our past, right? Well, also, religious themes are easier for some people to swallow than others. Yeah, I... I don't... Yeah, maybe. I think so. Especially with sci-fi. Because you don't see a, a lot of delving that much into religion mixed with sci-fi. Because uh, as, you know, the more techno technologically advanced we become, the less religious and superstitious we are. However, Lovecraft Country is all about the supernatural yeah so you know it, it is it's a it's a good show and yeah they, they they really talk about some things that a little spoiler alert here we they talk a little bit about the the tulsa riot i never i never knew i grew up in oklahoma and i never knew about it yeah we didn't and, learn and, and this until, in oklahoma history that we had to take in high school until, didn't talk about it until five years ago, five years ago, I am 41 years old and I didn't learn about this until five years ago. It, it boggles my mind. Yeah, it's it's fucked up. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. It's fucked up. <clears throat> this is a great show. Give it a watch. Yes. Um, and it is perfect. It's, you know, it's the spooky season, right? October, November. If you have HBO Max, if you don't. This would be the show so far since HBO Max has come out that I would say try it for a month or do the like 14 day trial or the week trial that they do. This would be a good show to test it on. Yeah. Um, and um, we've watched all the episodes except the last one at the time of our record. The last one launches tonight. Yes. Season finale. So season finale. It is season finale season. <laughs> Hell yeah. And the last show on What's on Our Tube. Star Trek Lower Decks. Woo! 
I love Star Trek. And while, you know, so we talked about two heavy shows, Star Trek Lower Decks. And this Star Trek iteration is the anim- animated version of, you know, uh, of Star Trek. And it, it follows a, a, a list well, of characters. Well, here, oh. I'll, I'll read the blurb. And this is the blurb from IMDb. The support crew serving on one of Starfleet's least important ships, the USS Cerritos, have to keep up with their duties, often while the ship is being rocked by a multitude of... Sorry, my computer's trying to shut down on me. Okay, let's try this again. Dan, please edit this. Thank you. (laughs) The support crew serving on one of Starfleet's least important ships, the USS Cerritos have to keep up with their duties, often while the ship is being rocked by a multitude of sci-fi anomalies. And, and there are. In classic, uh, I, I don't know, uh, it feels more like the next gen, right? Um, a little, yeah. Just a little dash of Voyager feel in it. And it's a, just, it's a fun ride. Uh, so you, here we have this animated version in... Um, they're flying this California class starship, right? It's called the Cerritos. And, you know, like she said, it's, it's not the most glorious assignment, but somebody's got to, some, somebody's got to fly well, the ship and do the all show, these. Other- on the show, their, their ship specializes in second contact. <laughs> so they got, they got to go in and they got to do all the real work. The first contact was all like, you make the front page and you get all the awards and accolades. Yeah, you get all the glory for, for making first contact. The Cerritos, they do second contact. Yeah. They kind of have to go in and like... Clean up clean after Clean up first. after first contact. <laughs> you know, they got to put, uh, you know, do all the diplomacy stuff and, you know, g- get the treaties in place and all the things that weren't really done. They had to come in and do all the bureaucracy. And this show is more like... It has a... This is the dirty jobs of Star Trek and Starfleet. Right. If, if dirty jobs, if there was a dirty jobs set in the uh, the uh, Star Trek universe, this would be that show. Right. And it's got the it's got more humor to it than your your normal Star Trek. It's almost like if Rick and Morty were more wholesome. Yes. Um. Yeah, I would I would agree with with some of that and and. What's interesting? One, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go there. But this feels like the Seth MacFarlane, um, Orville. Oh, the Orville. I, yeah. I mean, but more. I don't know. Seth. He he did a really good job on making uh, a show that was almost Star Trek, uh, but wasn't quite. And, and this is this is definitely Star Trek. But there's a lot of tongue in cheek. There, there is a lot of overhanded comedy. It, it gets the characters flush out more towards yeah. the end of the season. At, yes. at first, you're like, oh, God, what? It's just all slapstick and, and stuff. I, I started to enjoy it more towards the end whenever there was more character development and, and things. So, All I can say is... Just wait until Badgie shows up. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm, I'm not going to tell you more than that. You'll know it when you see it. Now, this this series, it has the lowest score on the tomato meter this no. evening. It, <laughs> this has a 65%, right? And 
I think that the people that will watch this, no matter what, are Star Trek fans. Now, those Star Trek fans, whether they like it or not, depends on how close-minded they are. Some Star Trek fans have to be served Star Trek in a certain package. Right. Right? We are not those fans. No. We're, we're willing to be outside of the normal box. Right. And it is, it's a, you know what, when we would put this on is we'd be getting, you know, it's that hour before bed. And we don't want to put on anything serious. We want, you know, to kind of just do a little bit of laughing. Yeah. And you want something short form. So <laughs> if you're ready to go to sleep, like you watch 20 minutes. Yeah. If you're ready to go to sleep, you turn it off. And if you're not ready, it's like, well, I can watch one more. Yeah. And, and the like she said, uh, the episodes are relatively short, 20 minutes we watched this on CBS All Access. Yes. And we've seen the entire series. The whole thing is yep. out. We watched it all. I enjoyed it. And at the end, it does like kind of set up for a season two. Yes. Or leaves the door open for season two or whatever. It's not. I don't, I don't think it's been confirmed. Yeah. I don't think it's been confirmed for a season two yet. I hope there will be a season two. I hope two. there will be a season two. I also hope that there it doesn't have low scores because it came out as an animated series and there may be people who aren't huge Star Trek people but have watched things like Rick and Morty and they're like, oh, maybe you'll th this will be like Rick and Morty. And it's like, nah, it's not nothing, as wild nothing. and adulty as Rick and Morty. It's definitely not for like little kids. I, I mean, I've been. I would have been fine. I think my mother would have been fine of letting me watch this at say, I don't know, ten, ten to twelve. Um, well, yeah, but I'm talking about like little kids. Yeah. I just don't think little kids would like get the humor of it. No, I, I, I don't think it was directed at them. Right. Um. Yeah, but it, it's 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 fairly well done. We enjoyed it, and once again, I will give you know what's on our tube. Usually, the here's the theme. What's on our team? We usually only watch things that we would be interested in for an extended period of time, especially if it's something like a series. Sometimes I will hate watch a series. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I do that more during the, the day, you know, like if I'm teleworking or something and kind of side eye watching a series while right. I'm, I'm crunching some numbers and working. But if we put a show on at night, it's something that we we want to give a fair shake, right? And and this is a this is a this is another example of that. I, I would say it's it's well worth a watch. Um, it's a good time. It's yep. the, the comedy of the three that we watched, and yeah. And here's another episode of What's on Our Team. We also try to make it so that, like, as you're watching it, we're trying to be referential to ourselves. So I mean, if you watch, like, Jessica's episodes, all of Jessica's episodes have a running joke in the in the bottom, in the lower third. Right. So it says her name, but underneath that, there's a running joke. Every single week, it's different. Every single episode's different. Mechanical bird. Me mechanical bird enthusiast, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I have this running thing where I sent a tweet to Travel Channel. <laughs> 
and they didn't yeah. answer me. So I've just yeah. been nonstop with the travel channel <laughs> jokes. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get them to respond to me before the end of this month. Travel Channel is going to pay attention to me. That's right. Yeah, That's and right. now that it's on record here, now the Travel Channel has to answer to the Thunderverse. Exactly. Oh, damn. Yeah. No, see, you're pulling in reinforcements now, dude. They they brought a BB gun to a nuclear war. Exactly. <laughs> because they're about to find yeah. out real <laughs> fast that even though tonight is werewolf night, they're going to find out that we're not just werewolves. <laughs> we can be swearwolves. And I, <laughs> I need to get my response from Travel Channel. Okay, you've been warned, Travel Channel. Hey, uh, Adam, how would we t- turn that into a nice, neat hashtag we can throw up there? How would we? F H four T R V L. Hashtag S H the number F H the number four T R V L T R V L. You hear that, kids? Let's look for that in the show notes. Run, run that into the ground. All we wanted to know was if Penhurst Asylum was actually haunted. And then it just turned into something. Now they're just dodging yeah. us. We just have this question, Travel Channel. Why don't you answer us? You're supposed to be an informative channel. Inform us! It's one question. One single question. Yeah. I mean, I even wrote it real professional and stuff, too. You can. <laughs> I posted it on, the, on our Facebook page. You can see it. It's on Twitter. It's very professional. It's written very nice. I put XOXO James at the bottom of it. They know I was being professional and serious. Exactly. Like, do, do we need a letterhead in here? Like an official letterhead? Is that professional enough for you? <laughs> You'd respond to me if I was Jack Osborne, wouldn't you, you jerks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Regards, Jack Osborne, spooky shit. What will you do when your child asks? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What were Saturday morning cartoons? What's wrong with you? Or will you handle it the right way? Sit down, baby girl. Let me introduce you to my friend, Mark McRae. Join Dan Clink and I on the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast as we take a unique behind-the-scenes look at the history and dynamics of animation with plenty of laughs along the way. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast is a proud member of the ESO Network. The next evolutionary leap in the Thunderverse has arrived. The Ring of Thunder is a whole week's wrestling in a half hour. What? The Ring of Thunder is a whole week's wrestling in a half hour. What? Every show. What? 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 You come up around here wetting in sexy Thor's yard like he's anything but the hammer swinging, burrito eating, mic blazing, marking out but never tapping out Lord of Thunder, like you would do anything but sit down, open your ears, and take in the Ring of Thunder wherever you find your podcast, like you would find any other podcast in the Thunderverse or the ESO Network. So, I think the conclusion is, in terms of, and and just how quickly they put it together, that at the very least, given the circumstances, this Dragon Con would be considered a success. What I'm curious about is taking away so much of what was was done right from this one. And, you know, Mike Gordon talking about, you know, where is, you know, attendance be 85 to 100,000, now we're getting 600,000 downloads. You're selling to people globally as a vendor. What do you think may be incorporated? What, what of this might uh, be assimilated into the proper classic Dragon Con moving forward? Do you think they're going to glean any ideas, you know, from this? It would be interesting to see maybe next year, instead of having people in, in their track rooms, you'll just have monitors up there with us at home, you know? <laughs> and, 
That's I, not a terrible idea. I, I've already seen on a smaller scale, uh, you know, prior to the pandemic, we saw uh, some uh, smaller cons uh, having satellite feeds and, you know, having panels with people who weren't, who were there virtually. Right. Right. So uh, obviously that's going to be open. I think, uh, I think also, um, I would not be surprised if Dragon Con now normally DCTV uh, for a year subscription is thirty dollars. Right. Uh, they've reduced that to ten. So for right now, um, for and for the foreseeable future, right now you can get a year's worth of Dragon Con content for ten dollars, which I think is a deal that everybody needs to take advantage yes. of. Yes. Um, now that said, going into next year, what if just just say what if they offer that content, like they offer DragonCon 2021 content, the big events like the parade, the masquerade, some of the bigger panels, some stuff like that, some occasionally some other things, and they offer that package for $30. How many people around the world who don't usually get a chance to go to DragonCon or who are still uncomfortable with the idea of coming to DragonCon for what, you know, for, for pandemic reasons, um, they take advantage of that. I'll, that's a huge revenue stream that Dragon Con is is open yeah. to Dragon Con now. I think I think if they look at that that way, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so keep on with you know get get the live thing up and running again. Yes, uh, and then augment it with the global reach of Dragon Con TV because yes. the vendors thing they did. I mean that that really stands out in terms of, you know, reaching the brand outward, really globally projecting it. Yeah, they the the DragonCon folks said that um and I experienced this firsthand. They said that they they thought, you know, event when they signed up with Event Envy and made the deal with them, uh Event Any, uh they said they they predicted some num- they projected some numbers that you're going to see. They said, "Okay, you probably see this many numbers for the weekend as far as sales." Right. Uh, the DragonCon store alone broke that number for the entire weekend within the first 12 hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I know for a fact, because I was trying to work on my store, that at 5 or 6 in the morning on Friday, or Thursday rather, Thursday morning now, uh, this is even before the con officially usually starts, uh, that their servers were down because of so much traffic. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, they, they, people were, you know, they were skeptical as to whether or not a lot of people were going to want to shop online. They didn't have to worry. A lot of people were, had all that money saved up and they were ready. Necessity is the the mother of invention. Uh, Wheatley, (laughs) you got any questions, final thoughts? Nah, just uh, glad it's worked out so great. I I do miss being live because I'm one of the crazy guys that does actually walks in that parade every year. Oh, you're the one. Okay. Got it. (laughs) Oh, there's a few of us. Yeah. (laughs) Come hell or high water, no matter how drunk he is or how drunk I am, and he needs to guide me. He's in that parade. I thought it was just—I thought it was just brilliant what they did with the parade this year. It was yeah, it was really creative. Really creative. Some folks are just really, really creative in what they're doing. But yeah, but can't, we can't replace that live experience because we see the little kids on the side on the sidewalks waving at you. You can like give them a little high five and stuff like that. That's too much fun. So yeah. How did they do the parade this year? Um, what they did is they had people just take videos of themselves in costume and stuff marching or they, they set up some people even set up little 
like chairs with stuffed animals in it for the audience and everything. It was really cute. The and stuff some that- groups did. I mean, some groups were really creative with it, um, doing uh, complete dance routines and offering uh, special effects like the Star Trek group. They didn't just oh, nice. walk along the screen. They beamed into the screen and then like did their walking and everything. <laughs> I mean, it was it was phenomenal what what some groups were able to accomplish and, and turn in it was really really fun it only lasted about an hour um but uh it was an enjoyable one and that's available that's still available for people to watch on dctv i think it's actually available still on the dragon con uh youtube channel because i think they showed it there too yep oh, exactly cool. and so yeah there's a ton of stuff still out on youtube and just type up dragon con 2020 up there and you will see so much including our ugly mugs it's pretty awesome oh dude your ugly mugs are dude you dominated facebook probably discord i know the the channel itself yeah you want to go look at these guys hit them up on facebook where 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 can people find you and get to know you you know in a in a social media sense you know well depends on how much they want to get to know us now well i mean that's that's up to you once they once they start creeping but well exactly where can um, they start e- eso network of course is available on instagram twitter and of course facebook we have a great facebook group and we are growing leaps and bounds yeah. in our facebook group and we have a ton of people in there and we have just amazing conversations and news stories and we newest podcast from the eso network it's just really awesome Uh, of course we have esonetwork.com which is our website and you could also find of course you know up on itunes or apple Podcasts, as it's known now uh google play stitcher spotify earth station one earth station who the dragon con report the ESO network has its own feed. So it's basically like on-demand podcast listening. And that's all the shows of the network, including Thunder Talk is up there. Including so Thunder Talk. Awesome. That's right. That's right, everybody. Mike Gordon, Tiki Zombie. I We went into this last year. We, we had you on the show from the vendors. <laughs> yeah, that's right. From your vendor's booth at DragonCon last year, talking about Tiki Zombie. We've had you at SC Comic-Con talking about Tiki Zombie. Uh, tell us about uh, real quick the health of Tiki Zombie and how everybody can give you uh, their money. For- uh, you know, like everybody else uh, during this pandemic time, Tiki Zombie is 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 staying inside, um, wearing a mask. Um, but uh, we are we are working with him. Uh, the issue four is about halfway done. Uh, it was something that we wanted to have for Dragon Con, but of course that didn't happen. So uh, we expect it to be hopefully finished by the end of the year. Next year will be Tiki Zombie's 10th anniversary. Yay. So expect uh, a new comic, a new CD of music, a new soundtrack, as well as some other surprises that uh, I hope to announce pretty soon. But you can find out all information about that either on my website, which is newlegendmike.com or tikizombie.net. Very cool. So I think we've concluded that we may be looking at your dra- a Dragon Con 3.0, a, a, a Dragon Con Evolved moving forward. Very much so. I think it's not going to be the same con after this year. I think it's going to be evolving and maybe doing more interactive with people around the world, like Mike had said. So I think we're going to be having a lot of fun. And hopefully, as my old relatives would say, next year in Atlanta, you know, so so in terms of all the kids rushing the door 
yes i i i i guess i'm uh what i'm what i'm asking is social distancing element to it how uh how do you keep the kids from bunching up if the parents well aren't aren't uh monitoring that i don't know if i want to control the kids bunching up you know what i mean it's kind of like sure. i feel like the parent is up to them I'm like look i'm just here to give out candy sure if 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 you as a parent aren't being responsible responsible enough to tell your kid you know wait you know like wait until that kid gets their candy and then you can go up you know, I don't know if I want to necessarily regulate that. Sure. I mean, you know, so kid, I feel like it's up to the parent to, you know, if there's three kids and three different parents, that's a discussion that they have between themselves. Who goes first, who goes second and who goes third. Right. You know, because once the door is open and I'm giving out candy, it's not like I'm going to close the door because, you know, only one kid came up to get candy. I'm going to assume the other kids are going to come up and get candy as well. Right. So. You know, it's a great question, and hopefully uh, the parents will have something worked out. Hey, right. in my neighborhood, I might get 20 kids or I might get five. Sure. But, I've been to your neighborhood. You know, yeah, I, I could see how it could be like a hit or miss. Right, Yeah. right. So, you know, uh, hopefully that's something that parents work out in advance. Right. But if I have to do an average, I would say that that's not going to be a problem. The bunching up thing is not going to be a problem for me. Yeah. At all. Yeah. It's going to be one kid at a time or a brother and sister or, you know, or <laughs> a lot of them say, well, can you give us candy for our little brother? They're too young to go trick-or-treating. Right. And I'm like, well, right. sh- should they even be eating candy? No, that's just <laughs> it, man. If you can't walk, if you can't walk and keep yourself from, from, from defecating in your own pants. Uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe pee yourself occasionally. We could talk. We could negotiate that. But otherwise, right. yeah, if you haven't at least reached those two benchmarks, mm. yeah, then maybe candy. You know, we're talking more. We're talking more like strained carrots than we're talking Snicker well, bars, kid. Well, you know, there are also kids that have special needs that don't necessarily get out there to trick or treat. So. You know, and they, they deserve to get a bag just like everyone else. No, you're totally right. Exactly. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so so well, uh, whenever somebody says that, like to me, when I've handed out candy, it's like, yeah, right. cool. Here you go. Here, Here's another here's another mm-hmm. piece. What's the worst that's going to happen? You lied to me, you know, get right. get in line. Right. Get, I don't even want to know. Hey, <laughs> if you want to lie and hog up all the candy for yourself, that's fine. But you'll probably be going to the dentist's office much sooner than yeah. later. Like, where are you going to be 20 years from now? You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. uh, you're 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 only you're only killing yourself, kid. When Jomar and Miles used to go trick or treating, I would tell them to uh, if they see any Smarties, that's like my favorite candy, to put that on the side. You know, for me, like if 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 any of the parents were just letting the kids help themselves to candy, which some of them do, right. um, I said grab as many Smarties as you can. You know, so that that was my only instruction that I would have for the kids. <laughs> uh, you know, with my kids, it's just known that all the skittles are there. The skittles aren't going to be there in in a couple of days because I have I have you know they both dump their uh, their loot into like one big bowl, you know, mm-hmm. and we keep that up in right. the cupboard and regulate, you know, access. Oh, oh. Oh, we do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. We would put yeah. the candy away because it's like, no, it's too much. You're not eating all this candy like in a week or two. You left it to the kids. I mean, it, that's forget about it. You know, you're well, you're, you, you're you're blowing it as a parent. I said you can't leave it up there too long, though. <laughs> 
It'll go stale. Yeah. Uh, and you know, another thing we can't do this year for Halloween either. It's like a lot of times when if I had candy left over, I would bring it into work. Oh yeah. And right. now now I can't even do that. Now you know? you're not now you're not going to work. And even if you did, mm. you know, nobody knows where that candy came from. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's that. Definitely. Definitely. So this would be uh, so your plan for it for it to be executed, it's there's 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 something of a social contract. The word would have to be, you know, I'm talking like on local news. And mm-hmm. the, we need to start pushing this, you know, early next week. Right. The message like this is how it's going to get done, everybody. We can do this, but there it's 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 there's going to be a lot of shared responsibility. Yes, absolutely. And I think everyone needs kids need this. They need Halloween this year, especially because of all the restrictions and everything that's going on, you know? We hope that people are having fun with their fall period. And we hope that we're maybe something that's a piece of it going forward. And that this is not going away after the fall. We're going to continue to make stuff after the fall. So even in the winter, you can still come check us out. We'll still be bringing out the same kind of content to some way or, you know, another. So we're going to keep making and keep laughing and keep having fun and keep being profesh and, and keep at the Travel Channel. We're going to use those checks and balances. And I I haven't done this during October because we're busy doing the videos during October, but I do like Sunday baking and I post a recipe, something fall inspired, and then photos of what I, of what I made. And sometimes it can be a disaster, so. But hey, as long as it's entertaining, right? That's exactly it. And that actually touches on something, Fall Horseman, you're not just YouTube you you're completely 360 you're a community uh, mm-hmm. you be found on facebook instagram mm-hmm. uh twitter tumblr 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 roll that out give us the technicals on that and all this will be in the show notes for you too and i make beautiful show notes everybody just it's a podcast <laughs> vanity yeah we thing. might need you for some of our show notes i'm terrible oh hey dude no i've uh, i've been paid to write copy before so i i, I, I all i do is copy and paste so there we go hey, exactly dude, it's, uh, right yeah. yeah, you got you got peanut butter in my chocolate. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> chocolate in my peanut butter, Dan. Oh. So give us the dot coms and hashtags, ats, and all that. So Instagram, we're at Fall Horseman. No the at the front of that one. On Facebook, we're the Fall Horseman. On Twitter, we're at the Fall Horseman. At Tumblr, we're we're the Fall Horseman. It's Tumblr dot com. Uh, it's the Fall dot Tumblr dot com. If anyone's familiar with Tumblr, that's just the Fall Horseman. And then we're also on Pinterest. Our Pinterest is relatively oh. new, yeah. Sure. But we're the we're the Fall Horseman on yeah, Pinterest we're the fall as well. Horseman there also. Oh, Pinterest could be very very comfortable for something like this. That's awesome. Oh yeah, definitely. What's your uh, What's your Dow Jones Stock Exchange Index acronym? It is uh, T H F. No, T F H. T F H. T F H. The Fall Horseman. I don't know how stocks work. I also don't know how acronyms work out. Because Thunder Talk is also for the uh, for the discerning business person of today. Yes, mm-hmm. there you go. I would like to say that Adam does look like he's doing a black and white like '90s cover of something. Yes, on he video. Does. You guys can't see it because we're you know. Yeah, we're not doing video, but Adam Adam is looking pretty sexy right now. Your god of 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 thunders, uh, in his in his true element. Yeah, and once uh, once everything starts returning to some level of normalcy. 
as soon as everything starts, you know. Right. Getting to a chance where we can actually get back together again. Um, right. You'll see, you'll see new series. Hopefully we'll get, Jessica will have her own baking show. Uh, I'm sure we'll right. work with Adam on getting him a show and Wheatley a show and. Adam's addicted to shows. Just wag, <laughs> wag a show in his face. And yeah, I mean, Adam's everywhere. I, I, honestly, everywhere. I just kind of... I know. The things I'll do yeah. for shows. Yeah, I, I expect Adam I'll do for shows. The things I'll do for shows. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll uh, see if we can get uh, we can get Dan and, and Melissa and other people to expand this network and create new content. I know that we are doing horror-based stuff right now. And horror was never the intention to do for the month of October. Right. Because horror okay. is sort of a crutch because horror happens year round. Sure. We were absolutely we were trying to do we were trying to wait and do that. But right. with the conditions that we had and people were saying, Well you guys have to do a movie list and we're like, Well of course we have to do a movie list. We've got the movie list, just be patient. Right. Yeah. It's coming. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and we were because the Fall Horseman has been around for a year on socials. But we've right. only been on right. we've only been on YouTube for, you know, since the What's first today? day of fall. Yeah, since the first day of fall, officially. Right, right. Yeah, ever since that live stream, it's been officially kicked off now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll have, uh, we have a bunch of different series that we're doing that you'll see. Um, the current show that we have right now, Days of Halloween, is changing after this month. Sure. Days of Halloween sure. was always supposed to be a sort of like a mishmash, like a beautiful fall collage of things where we picked a day during the month. And okay. turned it into a day of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Okay. Watching right. movies, baking stuff, cool. craft projects, whatever it is. Right. But the show, the formula that we have now for Days of Halloween will continue. It's just going to be renamed to Low Budget Theater. And it's going to oh, become okay. a me being a cheap horror movie, like the old school horror hosts. Oh, sure. Right. Like, you know, your Elvira, you know, your mm-hmm. your your Svengooly. Svengooly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's that. It's it's James, going to be me James being Moser. completely goofy and just covering low budget movies though. Just really yeah. low budget. Right. Goofy fun. Hopefully Bubba Hotep falls into that category somehow. I don't know. Yeah. But, I don't yes, Bubba Hotep uh, is pretty big budget compared to some of the stuff yeah, I've heard. No, got. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But we uh, have to talk about Bubba Hotep at some oh, point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I want you to know that uh, I would graciously say I'm always available to be there and all that. I would uh, selfishly say, just put, just put me on the goddamn show. I just, just, I just want to be on your show. Please. Well, now that, now that we know Please. definitively, Dan, we will do something. So. Whatever you think, hey, maybe we'll have Dan. Dan is always has already asked. So <laughs> All right. Well, I will Boom. tell you now, start uh, start coming up with a really cheesy character to play. Because low-budget oh. theater, going forward, no one will be themselves. They'll just be... You don't think this is a character, bro? Huh? Every time I... Yeah, you don't think, this is, you don't think this is a character right now? Yeah, okay. I mean, mic? Lightning Lad is fine. You know, I'm good with yeah. that. I'm good with that. <laughs> and you've met me. I'm not I'm not this bad. God, I hope not. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and we're going to have you guys back on next, uh, next yes. show. We're going to dive into zombies uh, specifically george a romero and melissa will be joining us as well for all of you melissa fans out there uh making her triumphant return and maybe you'll see her on the fall horseman perhaps you will this is only the beginning everybody the fall horseman you're going to find them on youtube type in the fall horseman boom you'll see james's smiling face or Jessica's if you're if you're lucky. Live from Studio A, WTLK, 
the thunder. Welcome back to Thunder Talk and WTLK. I know we've been away for a while, but now it's pretty much uh, almost Halloween. Goodness. And issue 31 was... I have no idea. We've all taken some time away, done some inner self-reflecting, and still just doing what we're doing. And honestly, the whole taking some time and inner self-reflecting was not true at all. It's been, honestly, I don't know what I've been doing. You know, one second I was just doing the same old thing that I've been doing literally all 2020, and now I'm just talking about wrestling and somehow ending up working at a Halloween store. I mean, what is time anyway, huh? But let's get on to those headlines. So we got the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer at some point about a month ago. And of course, you know, more Baby Yoda goodness. So there's probably going to be a refresh of Baby Yoda memes. Not that they ever went away or ever got stale, but you know... Now we have even more out there to get out there onto the social medias. And of course, the most exciting thing for me, at least, was the appearance of WWE superstar Sasha Banks as a Jedi. She's like the one that sort of appears there in the crowd scene and then just like disappears a couple seconds later. You know the one. But yeah. And if you don't know who Sasha Banks is, well, uh, listen to Ring of Thunder and you'll find out. Also, this is probably going to be a mostly Disney Plus-centric WTLK here, but the trailer for WandaVision came out, of course, including Katherine Hahn as possibly Wanda's mentor, Agatha Harkness. I don't know, we'll see. And also, there have been some sort of little Easter eggs in there that has provided some heavy-duty, fairly concrete speculation that this is going to be like the MCU's House of M, where Wanda just, she's in a completely, like, not good mental state, and so she just completely, literally manipulates reality, not even an illusion, creating any illusions, she is manipulating reality to where mutants are the, you know, top of the food chain in society, but I guess in this one, I mean, Maybe the only thing that she's really manipulating is that, you know, she's got Vision back and they're just, you know, living a good old happy life together. And of course, you know, Agatha's there to just sort of be like, yeah, nah, this isn't reality. This isn't reality at all. I know. I mean, of course, because Vision touches her, she gets her memories back and she's just like, am I dead? And Vision's like, no, why would you say that? She's like, because you are. Anyway, next up, it's not Disney Plus, but it is MCU related. And of course, (laughs) stop me if you've heard this before, another round of delays. And uh, seems fairly concrete because now all Regal Theaters are currently shut down with AMC and Cinemark? Question mark, I believe. Um, still continuing to stay open as of the time of this recording, but, you know, there's really nothing super new coming out. I mean, Wonder Woman 1984 is currently slated to release at Christmas, but I will see. But as far as the MCU is concerned, 
Uh, Black Widow is coming out now May 7th, 2021, so a full year later. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will be releasing July 9th, 2021. So that's just like a few months later. And then Eternals will be releasing November 5th, 2021, a full year after its release date. And so there you go, 2021... Is going to be something hopefully awesome. And it seems like for the first time since 2009, no new MCU movies and literally the only MCU thing we will be getting because apparently this is absolutely coming out in 2020. But well, the only thing we'll be getting is WandaVision. Don't know when in 2020 and we've got like literally two and a half months left so you know if if this is happening a release date soon will be nice but i'll let you know when and if it happens also confirmed is a nick fury disney plus show which is awesome and also jamie fox will be returning as electro in uh tom holland's third spider-man movie slated to come out uh, sometime in the next couple of years and uh, yeah, there was definitely mixed reaction because, of course, he was Electro in Amazing Spider-Man Two, and he looked—he uh, looked like something. That—that's for sure. And but I mean, hey, maybe it was just the whole symptom of how the production was, because you know the whole production was a mess as far as Amazing Spider-Man Two is concerned. Maybe. You insert him into Spider-Man 3 and it's a good running production and maybe he knocks it out of the park. Maybe he shouldn't look like how he did in the movie, but I mean, whatever. You know, it's it's all different takes and all different strokes for different folks. I'll give it a shot because, you know, I'm probably just a sucker, but I'd like to think I'm just being open-minded like that. I don't know, you think what you want to think, I'll see it whenever it comes out in theaters in like 1500 years. And then back to some uh, little Disney Plus thing, the last bit of news from that. Tatiana Maslany of Orphan Black fame uh, has been cast as Jennifer Walters, aka She-Hulk, in the She-Hulk Disney Plus show coming in a couple years. And Iman Valani will be Kamala Khan in the Miss Marvel series, so welcome to the MCU world and all that crazy fandom and stuff. Your profile has now been raised to like the billionth level. And on to a few pieces of DC news. Supergirl is set to end after this coming season, so we already have Arrow down. Surprisingly, Supergirl was the one that went first because The Flash came out the year before and I thought I would have thought it would have been, you know, sort of ending in sequential order like Arrow then Flash and then Supergirl and all that cuz I did hear something and again, you know, take this for however many grains of salt that you will that, you know, it'll be like Arrow does its run, Flash does its run, and then afterwards Supergirl does its run. Then it gets into a Justice League TV show, but I guess we'll see when it gets here. You know, the coming season of Supergirl isn't even going to be here until January, which at this time, January seems 
pretty far off. I mean, not just because it's holiday craziness between then and now, but because it's 2021. Granted, I, I'm not thinking like all of 2020, 2020's problems will be over in 2021, but it'll just be at least nice to see that visual change on the clock. And also John Cena's Peacemaker, the character he'll be playing in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad movie, still supposed to be come out, coming out in August 2021, knock on wood, because unfortunately the Batman was delayed to 2022 from its October release date from a whole big switcheroo that Warner Brothers did. Same with The Flash. What is that precise date? Honestly, it's not important. I'll inform you of that at a later time, but it's not coming out anytime soon, so don't worry your heads about that at all. Just know you're not seeing it in October. You're seeing something else. You know, The Flash was also delayed. The Matrix 4 was actually moved up, which was the most random bit of news I've heard this year, and I've heard a lot of random bit of news. And... But yeah, John Cena's Peacemaker, he's getting an HBO Max series, so... If you've already got those subscriptions, well... I still need to get on that for myself, but honestly... uh, I'm not really worried about it until... The DC Originals start showing up with new episodes on the service because HBO Max isn't even on Roku and you know most of my life runs through Roku and that's just real and also Aldous Hodge you know who he is I can't even list his specific name he's one of those names where it feels like you've seen him everywhere but he's going to be playing Hawkman in Black Adam which I think is also one of the ones delayed but you know we'll sort through that mess later. I don't even think it was supposed to come out originally until late 2021, and you already know that's like 127 years away. Ugh. Oh, but some more current things to chew on, though. You know, as of this recording, a couple weeks ago, The Walking Dead Season 10 finale finally uh, got shown to the masses here on AMC, and also Walking Dead World Beyond and Fear the Walking Dead have now premiered and are currently making its run. And I mean, World Beyond's fine. You know, I've, I mean, if you're not like that big into Walking Dead at all, or if you're just like a casual Walking Dead fan, you m- might be whatever about it. But if you're like hardcore about it, like I at least try to be, and you're curious about what that squad with the three rings as a logo that took Rick Grimes a couple seasons ago, spoiler alert, uh, uh, who they are, then yeah, this is this is another show to add into your repertoire. And of course, Fear the Walking Dead, just doing Fear the Walking Dead things, you know, seeing Morgan do his thing, Strand, Alicia, all, all of them killing it out in, I think they're still in Texas? I don't know. I don't even remember anymore. Oh, and also finally, um, as I'm recording this, tomorrow will be the premiere of Marvel's Hellstrom on Hulu. You know, the one I was talking about when we were talking about what happened in San Diego Comic-Con a couple months ago, where it's the Marvel show about the son of Satan, so they're like keeping it on the low, sort of, that this is a Marvel property. Well, by the time you hear this... I mean, it'll pretty much be on the service, so 
If you're interested, check it out. Ob obviously, I will. I Somehow, I've felt the need to tell you that. <sighs> but, yeah. Welcome back to Thunder Talk. Welcome back, Thunderverse. Uh, happy Halloween, even though we should have one more episode out by the time Halloween drops. But in case I don't talk to you until then, happy Halloween. We're almost done with 2020. Just hang in there, y'all. And this has been WTLK. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. Wow, it feels like I haven't said that all year. You can find Mark McRae, author of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives, at tbsool.com. Uh, put a forward slash behind that, add the word podcast, you'll get our, our show, Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Music, iTunes, all that stuff. Uh, also, the best Saturdays of our lives.com. Go check that out. Buy a book, buy a t shirt, buy two t shirts. Beth Allo at twitter.com slash Noplahoma for uh, one of the raddest game streams in this dimension. Uh, also at Noplahoma on all the social medias. Adam Wedston, host, producer, creator, rogue overlord, generalissimo of the ring of thunder podcast uh, you can find that uh, on all of the major platforms uh, he embeds it over at podbean so ring of or ring of thunder on pretty much any streaming service find him on the socials at thunder talk thor all one word thunder talk thor kavika alo you'll find her on twitter uh, you also might find her at home with uh, a couple fingers of scotch. Uh, that would be uh, K to say rambles on twitter.com forward slash K to say rambles on. Join us on Facebook. Uh, uh, as for me, you can. Uh, well, well, I'll be at home. I'm really, I'm really not doing much these days. <laughs> Thunder Talk is a production of the Weirdos Workshop, with special guest stars Jonathan Wheatley, Jessica Moser, Mike Faber, John Rasmussen, James Moser, and Michael Gordon. Starring Mark McRae, Kavika Allo, Adam Wedston, Beth Allo, and Dan Klink. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ThunderTalkPod. Our email address is ThunderTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. I like how it's audio thing, and I'm still like acting like I'm in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> You're still in that camera mode, I can't man. see this stuff. Yeah, I haven't bathed in two days, so... 
You're, 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 you're I don't know what a shower is anymore, man. I'm just I, I surpassed the need for deodorant. I'm just pumpkin spice room spray myself now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, just pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice Lysol. Yeah, yeah, my my deodorant is just Glade. <laughs> <laughs> I shave. I do shave. I, sh- I shaved last night. You don't grow hair as fast as no. I do, Adam. You are the grown-ups are talking, dude. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, you're. You get it on the top of your head. I get. I get none. None of that. I get. A, I get to wear a hat because I don't want the glare to shine straight into the uh, the camera in 4K. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the T Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network. Your station for all things geek.